When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sit and shotgun on the ride with Royce. Have a nice ride. On 1500 ESPN. Tonight, uh, before the game, I talk with G and say, hey, tonight I feel lazy. But you know what? I like that because I have to be focused all the time, so that's what I did tonight. I try to, you know, use my three pieces, attack the hitter, so that's what I do tonight. Castro and me, we miss it all, the fastball and curveball. You said you felt lazy? Yeah, lazy every the game, but, you know, I don't think about it when the game starts. Oh, no? Nope. You didn't look lazy. Yeah, that's more important. That's what the pitcher won, you know, be first pitch try, so that's what I did tonight, and you know, I take advantage of that. I think... I think he was telling us calm, don't you? I think that was a euphemism okay. for calm, don't you? I all I can say he said is he wasn't at, at basically saying he wasn't all amped yeah. up. I think I'm obsessed with him. I I love Barrios. I love everything about well, him. Well, I can tell you that everybody uh, who has dealt with him really thinks he's a good kid. Here's what I love and, about him too, Pat. Not only does he go out there and and throw darts like he was yesterday, mm-hmm. where the, the the White Sox hitters had no chance because basically they're you know they're the youthful lineup that was the White Sox, they had no chance. But I love his composure in the mound. I love how much he seems to really care and how much how much work he seems to put in it. I believe through six innings, he had thrown 16 balls. Is that what I yes. saw? Something yes. Something like that. Uh, he was fantastic last night. 11 strikeouts in the first six innings. And the seven innings, three hits, 11 strikeouts, no walks. What's he had? One walk, I think, this year. But... You know, the game that is looked at as a clunker wasn't even that bad. There was the Seattle he gave game. Up, he, yeah. he got a couple guys on base. One of them was a scratch hit, and then he threw the somebody finally hit a hit a one a breaking ball and hit it off the foul pole. So that was three runs. And then the other two, they didn't make a couple of they didn't make a couple of the other runs or mm-hmm. a couple of bleeders and stuff. You know what started so that, that chaos, that, by the he, way? He, huh? You know what started that chaos, by the way, in that Seattle start? What? Miguel not pick making that play. Yeah, which play? The the, the that that slow roller up the third yeah. baseline. Where it's not a, a routine play, but it's a play a third baseman in the major yeah, league should yeah, make. They, yeah, that's right. Because by the way, he was perfect through three oh, innings was, in that start. He was, it looked unhittable again. But that breaking ball. Now I had breakfast this morning with the great Sharkman, nice. and he was at the game last night. And Sharkman's worried that why the the breaking ball that he's he, he sees oh he's worried he about the elbow Lariano stuff but I think it's smoother I don't think you know Francisco had the jerk yeah where he's know, really snapping it off yes it snapped that slider off and I remember saying to Terry Ryan I it looks like an elbow surgery happening 
I was right about that one. But this curveball, he throws kind of easy. Here's the difference. I mean, between... he does, I mean, it, I'm not saying he throws it easy, but he it it it's comes more fluid. out of his yes. hand, as yes. Gardy would say. Mm-hmm. But and, it's unhittable. And here's what I fastball is so good. How about how about how crazy he had him thinking about the curveball though? Because those two guys in a row and about the they were sitting. Fifth yes, Eddie, they were both right down the what we used to call uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, we won't. No, I know where you're going. It involves the groinal area. That's shot. right, right. A groinal area. They were both yep. groinal area shots, and they both took them. And that's when you knew they had no chance, when they're sitting on the off yeah, speed, yeah. and he throws the fastball well, Why by are him. they sitting on the off speed? Because they can't hit it anyway, unless he hangs it. And then if you hang it, you can, you know, you can hit it. Yeah, the, whoever gave them. he's hung about three and three starts. Right. And that's the, I, but back to the Liriano comparison, the key difference between these two, though, is that this kid, Barrios, I'm talking, has mechanics, where Liriano yeah. had none when he first came no. up. But he did, uh, I mean, yeah, this kid was just, when he first came up, two years ago, he was all amped out of sight. Last year, he had some of those games, but he was, he, you look back, that's pretty damn good full season, first full season he had last year. Yes. But he's, uh, they it also tells us about the modern way we look at athletes. And the, ah, they said this kid was going to be a number one starter, right. and look at him. He's, you know, he's not that good. And we, we make our judgments uh, a little too fast. Especially in baseball. Yes. And, uh, well, for, as I said, look back at Frankie Viola. I think 11 and 25 his first two years with big ERAs and People would have, you know, if if it would have been modern with social media modern and everything social, else, yeah, yeah, big, what a big hot shot, number one draft choice. He stinks. You know, we're we're, we're way too uh, fast to uh, say they stink. And meanwhile, Joe, who's off to a four hundred start, gets his two thousandth hit. Uh, he could have a, quite a few more of those if he didn't walk so much. <laughs> but uh, he takes the walks. Two thousand. I just pointed out I, on Twitter, and I've said it earlier today, though, too. Uh, just think. That puts him within uh, 100 and, what is it, uh, 33, 19. It puts him within 1,319 hits of the all-time Cretan alum leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, but uh, Joe's, he's a different guy. In the last game, he, he was... Feeling good last year, had a good year, didn't stop worrying about trying to hit a home run that everybody taught about him, and now he's uh, he looks healthy again. He'll, this keeps up, he's definitely back in some form next and, year. And what I, last night it was starting to bug me, and again, you and I, and we've all had our fun with Joe, yeah. you know, on the oh, air and whatnot, but what really eats away at me is the people that can't appreciate the fact that he is a pretty good baseball player. Because well, they're all going to complain about the lack well, of power or whatever. This, I wrote this. For God's sake, he's 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 I had a great this, career. I wrote the column for the, you know, and I've taken, you know, there's been times he drove me a little crazy. But down when I was in the, the press room, the little dining room, it's not a press dining room, it's just a dining room at Fort Myers, there was the cover of the 2001 Baseball America Draft Edition with Joe mm-hmm. on the cover. And I it went back to all the crap the Twins got for not taking Mark Pryor. 
uh, right, you know, mm-hmm. well, yep, they're yep. too cheap. They won't. They didn't take Mike Mark Pryor. Well, they thought Joe was the best, and they paid him five point five million, so it wasn't that cheap. But uh, I saw it. I said, okay, there's been some downs, but as number one overall draft choices go, pretty damn good. Pretty good. Nobody can argue with no. it. No. And the old the old Mark Pryor argument. Since Mark's last game in the big leagues was 2006, and Joe is making his uh, 12th start since then in, on opening day, I'd say it worked out okay for the team. I would say so, too. Yeah, and there's just always going to be that there's going to be a section yeah, of those they, fans they that are going to be mad about the money or, or whatever it is, and they're just never going to be won over. No, and the, uh, the last couple of years, I think it's calmed down, though, don't you? I, I do bashing. think so. Well, yeah. you know what helped, though, last year was, A, that he was productive, but, B, that they made the wild card. Yeah. I think that that's what kind of helped calm that down. And then this spring, the, obviously, Joe's $23 million didn't keep them from... Maybe it saved them from signing you, Darby. Right, who, who got rocked again. He stinks. <laughs> he couldn't carry Barrios' clates, man. <laughs> couldn't... Uh, the only, I got only one problem with Barrios. Barrios was a... Perfectly fine pronunciation of that name. We all got used to it, and then they changed it. It was like Zoilo Versalles. Hey, we were a bunch of Minnesota rubes. Zoilo Versalles. Yeah, two L's, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, after about four years, they wanted us to say Versalles. Huh? I don't like to adjust. You got to you got to tell us from the get go. Right, right, and is it because they don't? He doesn't want to be rude. He doesn't want to. Uh, yeah, is maybe, that part of what it is? is? You know, I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time when he wins the Cy Young. Maybe this year, not saying, hey, that Barrios is pretty damn good. Right. What if he comes out and says, I'm changing my first name to Giancarlo? <laughs> that could happen. That could happen. Uh, what was he, Michael originally? Mike. Mike, Mike Stan. No, Mike no, no. Stan. I'm gonna be Giancarlo now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Twins won't play today. Nope. Won't play tomorrow. Nope. I'd say there's a 20% chance they play Sunday. And then they have Monday off. Then they go to, then they're in San Juan Monday. They have some uh, PR appearances. Play Tuesday, Wednesday, except rain is in the forecast in San Juan. They may not play for 10 days. This is going to be like the Rochester Red Wings. Yes, it is. You play 14 doubleheaders. All right, we'll be back. This is The Ride with Royce. Makes you happier, healthier, more intelligent, and honest, according to new research. Royce, you're in luck. I wouldn't argue with that. (laughs) On 1500 ESPN. Everybody knows you've been stepping on my toes, and I'm getting pretty tired of it. You keep stepping out of line, and I'm messing with my mind. If you had any sense, you'd quit. You know, Johnny, 
Yeah. There's not a lot of country music about love that is just working well. Is there? there really is isn't. There's not too many about relationships and marriages that everything's going fine. My wife is beautiful. Yeah, and we get along. We get along great, and she never gives me any hell when I stumble home drunk. Uh, not, not very good. Uh, not very. You know, Johnny, I was uh, thinking today because I was in there about two thirty, and I was pretty much done with my work, getting ready for the show, and I got a, on a little bit of a Twitter run, uh-huh. and I've, I've been trying to figure out why I'm not as good. A, it takes me longer to write columns now, and I'm not quite as sharp as I used to be. Sure. I don't think it's age. I think I screw around on Twitter too much, thinking of <laughs> smart-ass remarks. I, right? Uh, yeah, that's probably I the think case. that's part. But I was very proud of this one. Dear Smithsonian. Oh, God. The Minnesota Timberwolves have just dropped a historical document in an email to local media. A 2018 postseason guide. <laughs> you should get a copy. I thought that was pretty That's fun. pretty good. I but did uh, see that earlier. I used to save lines like that for columns. Now I use them on Twitter, and that's why I can't, uh, you know. That's Does why. the Smithsonian do sports memorabilia? Uh, oh, they should in this really case, because yeah. there may never be another one in our lifetime. That's true. <laughs> it's a relic. <laughs> By the way, we had a chance to talk to uh, Tibbs yesterday, and we're going to, uh, we don't get to do that very often. And uh, the number one, now that Whalen's hired, the number one issue in town is what are the what's going to happen with the Wolves. So Not at we're going to listen to that. A Not bit. only did we talk to Tibbs, we talked to the affable Tibbs. He was, he was, he was okay. He was, he was okay. Well, by his standards, he yes. wasn't owly. He wasn't grouchy. No, he was in a no, great mood. Remember though, when we were all at the uh, when we had him at the fair? Yes, I do. And he was jovial, and he was oh. cracking jokes, and the crowd was going like that. And we said, "Boy, has he changed now that he's got Jimmy <laughs> Butler back." And then no, the season started. No, no. <laughs> the season he's back started. to being Tibbs. Yes, yes, he is. Didn't really work. All right, Johnny Height, what do you got? This update sponsored by KFC. KFC's $20 Phillips will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. So stop into a KFC and treat yourselves to a $20 fill-up. KFC, it's finger-licking okay, good. Eight, eight pieces, family of four? That's correct. You're going to give give those kids lots of the potatoes then. Potatoes. Uh, you know. <laughs> Buddy, you're getting a wing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but eat the taters. That's okay. Chris Rock, don't mm-hmm. take daddy's big piece of chicken. <laughs> God, that's a great oh, that was such a great ending to that. That was was that bigger and blacker? That stand up that he did? Sure. Oh man, that was great. I haven't watched it, the one he did for Netflix, which you know, I gotta do that. He's he probably only got about twenty million <laughs> Wild Jets tonight, game two of their first round playoff series. The Wild uh, well, they could use a win, obviously. Jets, I sense uh, pessimism above the since Suter got hurt. I don't think yeah. I don't think the fans are that I don't think the fans think they can do it. The mindset time. went from we can win it to yeah. let's make it a competitive series. I think I think you're right. But if they win today, that all that's changes. right. Yep. Jets lead the series one game to none. You know what? I just remembered something. You mentioned uh, having Tibbs on at the state fair. Johnny, yeah. you'll remember this. This is one of my top five favorite state fair moments in my history of being in radio at the fair. Remember, we had the kid out in front of the booth. Who I'm sure listens to the station on occasion with the Timberwolves oh, jersey, yes. the yeah. Timberwolves hat, and he was with a buddy of his, Pat. And before we had Tibbs on, you know, they drove him up in the van and he had his cell phone out because I could tell he was waiting to get a picture Whoa. of the coach. But it was before the segment we had him on. So he's standing there 
right behind him. <laughs> yeah. Never even knew, didn't not realize that Thibodeau <laughs> was standing right behind him. <laughs> University of Minnesota Duluth assistant coach Brett Larson, named head hockey coach at St. Cloud today. Go Huskies! Formally introduced as the Huskies' third head coach in the Division One era at a news conference Friday, and I like this, in the Husky Den. That's where they introduced Ooh. him. Well, they did spend some money on that arena, which you You ever to. been to the Husky Den, Kenny? Isn't that a gay bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to call it the saloon downtown, I'm but I think sure, it's the Husky Den. I'm pretty sure I got lit up and ended up at the Husky Den. <laughs> <laughs> going on in here, fellas? I <laughs> can't, uh, can't drive by the saloon without reminding me of uh, yep, here we my go. father's greatest moment Richard. when he said, hey, meet me down here uh, when I, on a break from the, my Tribune copy boy duties. And he took me into the saloon to show me the gay guys uh, hanging Make, out with making each other. Out. He says, isn't this the damnedest thing you ever saw? I said, it really improves yourself. But it was 50 years ago. It, it improves your self-esteem because they used to have bands in the saloon. And you could go to every club in town and every woman on the planet ignores you or hates you. Yep. Yeah. You walk into the saloon, oh, you're, man. A big, you're a big mm, hit. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. fellas, what's up? Buy me a drink. My, yes, uh, it's awesome. My uh, father wasn't terribly socially aware in 1968 or whatever. This is the darndest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Come on down here. I thought he was going to buy me dinner. It was just show me gay guys. <laughs> and that was from Shakopee, right? No, right? Uh, no, 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 no. He where was were from you? Fulda, Minnesota. He oh, was from, I was living in Prior Lake. Okay. Well, no, that's far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of NFL news today. Dallas Cowboys releasing Des Bryant. How about that? Packers. Huh? He's got to be a Packer. Well, that'd be interesting. Uh, he uh, didn't live up to that $70 million five-year contract he signed. Could you imagine Des going from the star of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. to Green Bay? Uh, how, what, they're getting out from under, they still He's have still eight million, right? two years left on a deal with a base salary of 12 and a half per season, so 25 mil. And they're, uh, but they still got to take a cap hit of Yeah, they're saving goes. eight mil, yeah, I think, that's this it? year. Wow. A uh, surprising NFL story, Mark Sanchez has been suspended for four games for violating the performance-enhancing drug policy. Really? Yeah, last year he, he was with uh, Chicago. He was a backup. Oh, in that's Chicago. right. He is a free agent as of now. <laughs> Did they just suspend him four games for being so terrible? Or no, what? no, no the performance, performance enhancing drug. Okay. Uh, he said he t- tested positive for a banned substance. He wrote, "Quote: I was blindsided by the news. I want to say unequivocally that I've never that cheated okay. or attempted to gain a competitive well, they, balance." And the N- NBA just got that Meeks for twenty-five games. Yeah. Who yes. says uh, he's innocent? Speaking of the Bears, uh, the the I, if it was the Chicago Tribune, I forget, but someone posted Zuckerberg, you know, sitting there in front of Congress, and someone had the caption, "Boy, Mike Lennon's really had a fall from grace, hasn't he?" <laughs> it's wow. uh, you know, it's too bad more Americans aren't like Earl Weaver and when the cop pulled him over and says, take yep. my word for it, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> is uh, Blair Walsh, uh, is he done in Seattle? Yes, he I signed a one-year deal because okay. they signed what's They signed Sebastian Janikowski yeah. today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Hello, citizens, and welcome to Drive Time. Now on the ride with Royce. Welcome to the traffic report. Traffic and weather. Traffic and weather. I'll be back with a forecast after this. Traffic and weather together. Let's go to South Minneapolis. This report sponsored by Indeed and Southbound 35W hosting a left lane blocker at... Uh, Oh my God! I I didn't write it down. It's right between. I think it's between Twenty Eighth and Lake Street. I can't believe I didn't write it down. And I closed my map app. I'm in such a hurry to go home. Anyway, traffic. 
<laughs> Traffic's jammed back into downtown Minneapolis. If you're rolling between the downtowns westbound between 22 minutes eastbound at 17. Are the, you... defesh- the definition of checked out, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I'm, I'm gone. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, and zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. There you go. Sorry about that. Here is Tom Thibodeau, the uh, Timberwolves coach. I was just talking about Teague. He gave you another good game last night, sir. Nah, he was great. He was great. He's uh, he's had a great year for us, and uh, we had a lot of guys step up, and it was certainly at the uh, most appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he he didn't get off to the fastest start, and of course, Ricky was popular, and he took a lot of heat early. But I think uh, certainly the last two thirds of the season, we saw what you wanted to see from him. Yeah, and you know, and both guys are are excellent players, and. Uh, but you know Jeff is uh, is a guy that's been around and he's been in a lot of uh, big games before. And I thought it, you know just the things that he could add to the team were some of the things that we needed. He's not a guy that goes hunting for threes, but when they show up, he can shoot them. Yeah, no, he's a very confident guy, and he steps up in big moments. And uh, the the thing he does so well is he's in the paint, and the, I think you're seeing it more and more. Now, with a lot of teams switching the way they do, he has the ability to crack the bigs off the dribble and and get you you know great shots and he'll force the defense to collapse. And uh, I know from having coached against him uh, when I was in Chicago when he was uh, with Atlanta, he and Al Jefferson, uh, Al Horford were so hard to stop in the high pick and roll. And uh, I thought that would be something he could add, uh, you know, coupling him with with Carl. Hey Tom, uh, that's the kind of NBA game I love. Gritty, nasty, not not nasty, <laughs> nasty, but that second half was man, that was a battle because that Jokic came out and he wouldn't miss a shot for about a quarter and a half. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I you know, and we we're fortunate because we see it from from Cat all the time. But the skill level of these big guys now is it's pretty amazing. They have they have guard like skills, and some of those shots were defended very well. Yeah. He had the ability to make him, and of course, the job that Taj did down the stretch—you can't say enough about that. And that's who Taj is. He—he's brought so much toughness to the, to our team, and that was something that I felt we desperately needed. Hey, Jokic has that high release. There isn't a heck of a lot you can do unless no, you, you want to follow him, you know. Yeah, and you know the other thing is—he's so clever with the you know shot fake and grabbing, and but his passing too oh. really makes him. You know, so good because uh, if you make a body position mistake, he'll make you pay for it. And the the shooting, uh, you have to be up on him, and that takes defenders away from the basket. So it up, opens up the cutting game also. But he's a, he's a terrific talent, and he he and Cat have had some really good battles, and they're they're really a good team. And I felt like the last month or so, they, they were all playoff games for for all the teams that were fighting it out in the West. And so uh, to come up with it in the end, I thought, was a, a big step for us. People uh, were kind of uh, wondering about that team, but they didn't have Millsap for two-thirds of the season. Uh, they played pretty good once they got him back. And uh, this Barton, he's a handful, too. Yeah, no, you're right. And getting him, uh, Paul back for them was huge. And they had a very tough schedule uh, heading down the stretch, and they won some big games. Uh 
on the road and, you know, overtime games. And um, they had a heck of a season. And when you look at the West, it's just so loaded. Uh, and it, it, one game separates, you know, four from from uh, from uh, eight. And, you know, if you lose two in a row, you could be out. And uh, it was it was tough. But it, I think in the end, it, it helps us, too. Hard not to love Gibson as a coach, huh? Yeah, he just he brings so many intangibles to the team. Uh, there's so many things that don't show up in a box score that he does, and you saw it last night. Just the uh, the defense, the running the floor, the setting screens, keeping the ball moving, uh, and just playing to win. He just plays with so much toughness, uh, and that's what it takes. Oftentimes, it's you know it's an offensive rebound, it's a it's a stop, it's a loose ball. Uh, but his defense is is, uh, is special. He was uh, sitting in his chair in the locker room afterward with that ice on his neck, and uh, I would imagine you didn't have him do anything today, huh? No, he just got a got treatment. <laughs> we got started, you know, on the uh, on preparation for Houston, and Houston will be a, a a different type of challenge. And but he'll be ready to go. He's he's as tough as they come. As good as uh, Golden State is at shooting the three, has uh, as Houston, uh, do they have more three point shooters than any team we've seen yet? Well, uh, they, you know, they continue. They've been at the forefront of you know really stretching things out. And there's games in which they take forty or fifty threes, and so um, you know they're trying to get layups. They're trying to get the threes, particularly the corner threes, and they want to get to the free throw line. So. Uh, they st- try to stay away from the mid-range shots, and uh, but the thing that you can't overlook is how good they are defensively. Also, They're, I mean, the, they came out uh, from the beginning of the season and they got off to a hot start, and they continued on throughout. But uh, they're such a well-balanced team, and they they made some uh, key additions to the team. And the obvious being Chris Paul. You know, when you put Chris Paul with James Harden. You're going to have a special team, but I think also adding guys like Bob Mute, uh, a PJ Tucker, those guys have added a lot also. And Ariza has always been one of those guys that just he's a little bit under the radar, but he's a terrific player. You can't uh, you can't defend everybody out there on that perimeter. You got to pick your poison. Yeah, yeah, they could be. It, it's unusual when you have two guys that can break you down the way. Uh, Chris Paul and, and James Harden. James Harden certainly in the MVP uh, race, and but what they've done for the team, and then the the kid Capella. Yeah, what's uh, that? He, Holy he cow. keeps a lot of pressure on you because he he sets great screens and he flies to the rim, and uh, so that you know that could pull your defense in, and that opens up the three point game. And if you overreact, um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for that. And then if you don't react enough, they'll. You know they get the lob dunks, and so you you they you really have to have a multiple effort mentality, and you have to try to decide what you're going to be willing to live with. Hey Tom, uh, we talked about the toughness of Taj Gibson, Jimmy Butler back from uh, what was this about the fourth game back, and he's out there battling the whole night. Yeah, uh, you can't say enough about what he's done for our, our franchise and. For us to be able to get a player like that, you know, I, I believe is a top ten player in the league, uh, two way player with so much mental and physical toughness, uh, but also the unselfishness and the willingness to play for the team on both ends of the floor. Uh, it's just great leadership. And uh, when tough plays need to be made, he he always comes up with them. And 
the big thing is, is you know, he's gotten better every year, and I thought he was on his way to an MVP type season this year. And of course, the injury set him back, but to come back the way he did at the end is is pretty special. Uh, so, uh, were you a little uh, were you a little sick when Cat uh, got his third foul in those last few seconds? Or yeah, feeling yeah. like maybe I should have hooked him or what? Yeah, well, we didn't have an opportunity to to get him out because of, there was no dead ball, but. Uh, you know, with with two fouls to go, it, it's you know was yes. the thing that you're con- uh, you're concerned with is you know Jokic can draw fouls. Yeah, you just have to make yeah. sure. Yeah, that, he loves doing that. <laughs> yeah, you can't put yourself in that position. And I think uh, these games have been great for our young guys, for the guys who haven't been in playoff games. Uh, this was valuable experience, and, and last night had a uh, game seven feel to it. So. I think that that was important for you know Cat and and Wig and and Tyus and so um, hopefully we can learn from it and grow. Uh, coaching every possession is your style. Have you ever tried to say I think I'm going to let take this one off, or is it just is that is it always the Bill Musselman approach? Now there's nothing wrong with Bill Musselman. You know that. <laughs> that's right. That's right, Eddie. He coached every possession so, too. But you know, I uh, think you just have to be who you are. There's, yes. You know, and you know, there's there's different ways to do it. There's no one way, and there's there's a lot of great coaches out there, and um, you know, some guys do it differently, and they're, and they're great at it that way. And but I think you just have to be true to yourself. Hey, Jamal Crawford uh, didn't make any shots last night. Uh, I look at him. And I know some people want to judge the whole stats and everything. I look at him as the pitch hitter that you, that sits there and then wins eight games a year for you. <laughs> you yeah, know, no that guy that gets you – know, I think been... there's those nights that he's going to – four or five times he's going to win the game for you by making a bunch of shots in the fourth quarter. And, well, he's a big fourth quarter player, and he, and he commands a lot of attention. You know, So when he comes into the game, everyone knows he's in the game. And so – uh, sometimes it, you know, he, 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 even if he's not making shots, he's creating space, and uh, it, you, you need everything. And he doesn't take much for him to get going too. Ah, uh, one last thing: Derrick Rose wasn't supposed to be able to play defense. He's been pretty good. He's been great, you know, and it's injected life into us, particularly with Jimmy being out. And uh, I like the way that second group has played a lot. Uh, the speed of the game changes when you. Put him in with uh, Tyus and Jamal, and, and now Jimmy's at the four and Cat's at the five. Uh, it's given us a different look, and and Derek has he's guarded everyone, and uh, you know, and that's a big plus for us. All righty, well, uh, this is uh, this ain't easy, but at least it's fun, huh? <laughs> well, thanks, Patrick. Yeah, no, all right, all right, Tom. Great for us. Congratulations, thank, thank you, sir. You. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.